0: Welcome to Safe Dividend Investings, podcast number 98, on January 11th of 2023. Today, I'll be answering nine interesting investment questions received in the last week. My fifth and latest investment book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks, Became available at Amazon.com on December 1st, 2022. Question number one. What did you learn about investment advisors in the last year? What did I learn? I learned... That seeking the counsel of an investment advisor is like asking a commissioned car salesman, which car should I buy, the $100,000 one or the $30,000 one? Which do you think the investment advisor would recommend? I also learned most investment advisors are lazy it is easier for them to sell an expensive mutual fund, an index fund, or an ETF than to think, do careful research, and make informed, useful recommendations. I found few who really understood how corporations work and make profits. They seem to think corporations are all focused on doing whatever it takes to raise share prices. Share prices are the last thing an executive who's focused on reaching their revenue and profit objectives is thinking about. They know that optimistic and pessimistic speculators bidding against each other in the auction vehicle of the stock market control share prices, not them. Of course, there's always those greedy ones anxious to realize their annual stock option bonuses, who want to manipulate the speculators by taking company profits and use it to buy shares of their own corporation to create the illusion that their shares are in demand and being bid upwards. I also came to the conclusion that investment advisors all seem to be taught the same complicated, trite answers to questions from investors. They seem to want to ensure that investors are totally intimidated by the investment process to such an extent that they will be convinced to put blind faith in whatever their financial guru recommends. Why can they not explain investing in plain, simple language? Question number two. Can you expect stock dividends to remain steady when investing? Not all companies are the same. There are a few select companies who have steadily increased their dividend payouts over the last 24 years. Some do it to maintain the same dividend yield percent. If the share price increases, then they must pay more out in dividends. It is interesting to see that during the 2000, 2008, and 2020 market crashes, that these strong companies maintained their dividend payouts even when their share prices dipped by as much as 50% before they recovered to new record highs. If... You seek steady dividend payouts. It takes only a few minutes to go to the charts available on many financial websites that track dividends and share prices going back for decades. Having a diversified portfolio of 20 steady dividend payers protects you from the odd stock that may deviate from its traditional history of dividend payouts. Do not assume that all dividend payers are consistent. Verify it. In my last book, I not only score the strength of each stock, but show the 24-year history of dividend payments of the top 106 stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange, paying dividends over 4%. <music> Question number three. What drives stock prices up and down? Greed motivates investors to buy stocks being lauded in the media because of their rising prices. Fear makes them sell the stock because its loss is publicized in the media. No one has taught these investors how to analyze the strength of a stock or to look at its history. Most have no real understanding of how the executives of a company make a profit. They lose sight of the reason companies exist, which is to make profits. And that share prices have nothing to do with profits. <music> question number four Are dividend returns a meaningful measure of stock performance? The question should be Are share prices meaningless measures of dividend payouts? Share prices are determined by optimistic speculators and pessimistic speculators trading shares on a stock exchange. They have zero control over dividends, which are derived from profits. Profits are derived from expense and revenue decisions made by the executives of a company. Thus, you can see share prices of a financially strong stock dropped by 50% in the 2000, 2008, and 2020 market crashes, while the dividend payouts remain steady, or in some cases, even increase. Such strong companies paying high dividends invariably again rise to new record high share prices. Thus, Dividend returns can be a meaningful predictor of future share prices. It is very easy to see this pattern. I put the charts that show that in my latest book. Question number five Can you earn a consistent return through long term buy? and hold strategies. Not only is it possible to earn a consistent, stable return, but you can see your portfolio of 20 diversified stocks increasing year after year while taking out a very generous dividend income. This isn't based on theory. It is based on my experience it is 18 years since I retired. During that time, I've seen my portfolio increase by, by about 500% while still taking out a six digit dividend income. I built stock scoring software to help me choose financially strong stocks. 100% of my investing is in such stocks, paying a dividend yield greater than four percent. Yes, I do share my software with others who learn how to use it in my books. My background was building commercial risk systems for many decades. To me, investing in stocks is just another form of commercial risk. Perhaps once a year I may change one or two stocks in my portfolio. What would trigger such a change. Usually it would be if the stock score fell below 50 while at the same time the dividend yield would have fallen below 5 percent or appeared that it would drop below 5 percent. For example, I recently had a stock whose score fell from 60 to 28 but it was still paying an 8% dividend. However, its operating margin had fallen to zero. I did not like the idea that the stock was no longer profitable. I concluded that they must be borrowing money to keep paying this high dividend. To me, this is a sign of impending disaster, and I do not want to be there when they may possibly no longer be able to borrow money. (music) Question number six. How do you evaluate high-risk stocks? First, you stay away from high-risk stock investments. There are many low-risk stock investments who you can evaluate to confirm that they Are a low risk. The purpose of a company is to create a profit. Thus, you stay away from unprofitable companies. The quickest way to identify low-risk companies is to seek out those who've been able to pay high dividends since 1999. Dividends that consistently increased even during the 2000 2008, and 2020 market crashes. You further confirm they are a low risk by confirming they have high operating margins, share prices close to their book values, and low price-to-earning ratios. You want to see how quickly, after the stock market crashes, it took their share prices to again reach new record levels. These are companies with character, controlled by wise executives who make the revenue and expense decisions that result in the profits from which the dividends are paid. I have written several books with charts in them to analyze and score the best low-risk companies. There are a limited number of them, but they do exist, and I've learned after 18 years of analyzing such stocks that you can not only realize an outstanding dividend income, but also realize an impressive capital gain. Question number seven. So I can avoid them, what does a pump and dump stock look like. When I was a young Dun Street salesman, for a short time, I used to sell data on all the high-income earners in the USA to fly-by-night stockbrokers. They were promoting the shares of Canadian moose pasture mining companies to businessmen, doctors, dentists, and other high-worth individuals who could not see the difference between a financially strong company and an insolvent one. Their promotions were always based on the millions of dollars in profits that would result when this gold mining company soon started to produce. The shares that could now be bought for only 10 cents would soon be worth dollars per share. Invest a small amount of $20,000 now and see it rise to $200,000 by the end of the year. Trust us, we know this is going to happen and you'll regret not moving on it today. Greed is a wonderful sales motivator. Thousands of phone calls by dozens of promoters pumping up the stock were going out to prospects every week. I suspect they were able to sell one in every 100 they contacted. These days, you can reach millions on the internet for a fraction of the cost. The promoters got a cut of the money brought in. The businessmen who owned the mines and created the shares they sold to the investors at 10 cents, feasted on the easy money. They never got around to investing and creating a working mine. After they have dumped all their shares and formed a new company repeated all over again, the investors were left holding stock worth less than a penny. My life is dedicated to teaching people how to safely invest in stocks by carefully looking at stock share prices and dividend payouts over the last 24 years, comparing the stock's book value to the share price, checking the stock's operating margin to show that they are financially strong and profitable. Despite sharing my investment concerns, I was unable to stop my brother a university professor, from investing in a ridiculous scheme to produce oil from discarded waste plastic, or a friend from investing in an unprofitable software company in the health industry. They were so sure that these companies with great potential were the big opportunity to become rich, rich, rich. How do you avoid pump-and-dump schemes and make a safe, reasonable return on your investments? Follow my tips. If you send an email to McDonald at hotmail.com, I will send you 10 easy-to-follow tips. Question number eight. To raise capital... Why do some public companies issue stocks instead of bonds? A bond is a loan. It has to be paid back at the end of its term. It requires the company to pay interest on the loan every year. A stock is buying a share in a company. The company does not have to pay interest. The stocks are traded between investors using the auction vehicle of a stock exchange. This auction establishes the value of the stock, not the company. There is no expense for the company in the exchange's auction process. On the initial placement order, the company, in setting a price for its shares, tries to guess what investors will pay for the stock the investment companies selling the initial stock get their sales commissions out of the money generated from the sales of the new stock. The company gets the development money that motivated them to sell some of their shares in the stock market. Other than answering to a board of directors elected by the new shareholders, not much changes. The founders of the company usually still have most of the shares in the company, and they control it. The value of the stock investors' shares only have value as long as there is a demand for the shares by other investors. This is all based on their perceived faith in the strength of the company. Question number nine. Is it wise to purchase mutual funds to minimize investment risk? Whenever you put your money into any fund, you're putting your blind faith and trust in the hands of a fund company. You do not minimize the risk to your financial capital. You end up with an investment that you have zero control over, with no guarantees. The reason you do it is that you think you are buying safe diversity of your money being handled by experts, yet, you have not read the prospectus for the fund and read all the changes charges, fees, bonuses, and commissions that they can make out of the fund, which you have no control over. You are in the hands of a service designed to take as much money out of your pocket as they can and transfer it to their pocket. This is not a compassionate charity. If you want mediocre results, invest in a fund. It is not unusual to see a fund with 100 or more stocks in it. The 100 sounds impressive, but 90% of the 100 stocks generate mediocre results. They are there because the fund manager knows you will not score each stock and the high number is good for marketing. Selling funds is all about marketing and sales. There are thousands of funds competing with each other. Some make money and some do not. Many disappear when enough investors are not attracted to the sales pitch. You are looking at a fund because someone is promoting it. You are far better off becoming a self-directed investor where only you carefully choose 20 Financially strong stocks paying high dividends. 20 is more than enough for diversity. Strong stocks recover from the market crashes. You will inevitably go through. During the market crashes, you want to live off your dividends instead of being forced to sell the units in your fund whose prices have dropped in the crash it will again rise to new record highs. You want to look for stocks that have had steady share price increases since 1999. You want to see how long after the 2000, 2008, and 2020 market crashes it took for them to reach new record share prices. You also want to see steady ever-rising dividend payments right through the market crashes. The company's current operating margin, book value, dividend yield, and history determine a company's character. The skilled, experienced executives of the company are controlling the revenue and expenses of the corporation to create the profits for which the dividends are paid. Look for dividend-paying stocks is the easiest way to find strong companies. Speculators only control share prices and luck is not a factor in careful self-directed investing. To be successful you need to know exactly what stock you are invested in why you are invested in that stock and how much it will cost you each year you own that stock. With a stock, you have a one-time charge of $5 to $10. With a fund, you're paying stated and hidden costs every year you own units in that fund. With strong stocks, you buy them with the intention of never selling them. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.